We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. Hello and welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime and Rotoviz Radio brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And as always, I am joined by Sean Siegel who has been pumping out the content over the last uh, week or so we were talking before we started lots of great information coming from sean around kind of players that maybe are at a certain value where you can get them for discounted prices via other players and the draft and we're going to have a couple of those coming out over the next few days but today's one we are going to dive into some veteran wide receiver options who some who we believe are mispriced and then the alternative discounted options that that you can get on your rosters but before we do that sean how are, how are you feeling as you really get into the the full grind of the uh, the nfl preseason yeah fantastic this has been a, such a fun preseason it's been a blast following training camps this content on the site has been absolutely tremendous I'm still blown away by Michael Dubner's best ball Bible. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. It will change the way you look at best ball and quite possibly make you a best ball millionaire. Dave Cabin has part two of his auction series out. We get a lot of questions on how do you play auctions? And we always reference both Matt Spencer and Dave, who does this two-part series every year. And it is one of the top reader favorites of the entire season. Connor O'Driscoll is going to have a cool article out soon about how to win the best ball tournament over at the FFPC. And Colin, when that comes from someone who's actually done it, then I think that you have to take that piece of advice and that strategy session very, very seriously. The other thing that Dave Cabin's been working on is the advanced team stat explorer. That tool just, I mean, it's like six or seven tools in one, and each tool has so much information that I mean, it's hard to process it all. I joked on the show recently. I think that you could go away and, and be lost for a month in there. I just, I can't wait for that in the regular season for our subscribers, what they're going to get in terms of information, what they're going to get in terms of enjoyment. Just really, really cool. So uh, again, a big congrats to Dave on putting that together. It's powered by the just truly excellent charting and other uh, data info from sports info solutions so the price of the description easily there in terms of what you're going to get but column you and i have been talking about 
Before we get to that, Sean, before we get to that, I, I think you've set it up perfectly for a listeners-only discount promotion code. So I'm going to have to say it here rather than at the end of the show. If you are interested in all that Sean has mentioned there, which I'm sure you are. I have a few people reached out to me recently asking what is the code again, just to make sure they get to add it when they're signing up. It is RV Radio 2022. That gets you a 10% discount. Get access to all of that content, all of the tools, including the great work that Dave has done on those new tools. But Sean... Back to business. Yeah, back to business. And as you pointed out, once you get that 10% discount, it is more than worth the price of the subscription. Colin, we've also had some questions about the zero RB candidates list. As you're listening to this on Thursday, part one should be up. It's always fun to write. And I mean, zero RB is getting more and more fun. In some ways, it's getting easier, which you could argue is too bad because then more people do try and do it. However, putting together the 15 to 11 group, I would sort of count backward from the least expensive to the most expensive players. And you look at those guys, I was absolutely blown away by the athleticism that you can buy at the end of drafts. And again, it was just a lot of fun. Obviously, those players are going at the end of the drafts for a reason. So it's not like they're absolute locks. One of the things that's fun about Zero RB is you have to take a few chances. And when those chances hit, then you get to enjoy the euphoria of the huge payoff that we got last season. And I don't know. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun to see the athleticism of these players and what their upside scenarios are for the 2022 season. Give me a little bit of rush there as I was doing the article. That's that's what you're hoping for, that you're gonna have fun as you're writing. Colin, speaking of having fun as you're writing, we were looking at some veteran wide receivers who are a little bit mispriced. A lot of readers obviously are going to know that guys like Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, I mean, these are all Veteran players who maybe didn't have the best season last year in terms of Allen Robinson. Obviously, he was absolutely terrible. Adam Thielen redeemed himself mostly in the red zone. And then Amari Cooper doesn't really appear to be the dynamic after threat, after catch threat that he was previously. That's especially disconcerting within the context of this Cleveland offense. Uh, his price has never really made sense to me. Usually in those cases, that's because there is actually some key element that I am missing. And, you know, I'm the person who's wrong and, and not necessarily the market. But in those situations, I do like to try and find players who appear to be very similar, if not just straight up better, who are going at a discount. Because even though maybe this veteran profile isn't something that I'm looking for in my drafts, we have listeners to the show, we have readers of the site who are going to approach things at least subtly differently and are going to be interested in you know what would be a discount, what would be a value. And there are a couple of guys here this season that I think if you want to go that route are much better deals than some of the higher priced veterans. Yeah, and to get into this, we are going to talk about some of them. We'll probably talk about some of the peripheral pieces as well that also impact why that may happen. You mentioned a couple of names there. Another name that may possibly fit into that would be Alan Lazard but as we look through the options here you mentioned Cooper I think it, the players you mentioned it's no surprise to people who have listened to the podcast over the last couple of months 
that we are not on the Cooper side of things. We're not on the Adam Thielen side of things. The one note I would say on Cooper is his ADP is slightly dipped, probably by about a round with the Deshaun Watson news over the last uh, month or so, but still going the earliest out of these guys that we are going to talk about today. So I don't know if you want to, do we want to do it that we're looking at who the cheaper options are or do we want to give our reasons? I think we look at who the cheaper options are because I think people probably at this point know why we're not drafting the uh, the other guys. Yeah, so we, we look at Cooper and and he has declined on some of these key peripherals, including yards after the catch. Now, a little bit of that may be just different usage than he had early in his season. If you're being put in a different situation after the catch, then you know you don't necessarily get the same results. But one of the things that we saw last year was to really get Cooper involved. They had to sort of make this point of deprioritizing everything else, funneling him targets, and then still the lack of explosiveness was glaring. You put that into a Cleveland offense, and I mean, I think it's a pretty big concern. Now, one of the things with Amari Cooper is that he's never had a huge season to start with. So that's not a profile that I tend to think ages that well. And if you think back to some of the great work by Rotodoc, when he was writing for Rotoviz, definitely that would fit with a number of the machine learning exercises that he did. But it is relevant that Cooper has five 1,000-yard seasons and if you're drafting at that price a thousand yard season is going to be pretty compelling so that's where the desire to get the cooper profile at that price comes in but column we pull up the range of outcomes tool and again this is a tool that is sort of agnostic to context doesn't necessarily know that amari cooper has left the cowboys and is going to the browns and doesn't know that that could be good because now he no longer has to compete with cd lamb or that it could be bad because now he's catching passes from Jacoby Brissett. When I'm looking for these discount players, one of the things that I'm looking for are guys who have similar backgrounds in a lot of ways in similar contexts. Because, you know, I, I don't want to pick just someone who has a lesser price and maybe similar stats, but it's in this very different context that people are saying, well, I mean, it's just not similar. It's not the same thesis, right? And so when we're looking at Cooper, we've got a veteran who's changing teams. He lacks a star QB and has minimal established target competition. We look at all of those things, and then you pull up the range of outcomes tool, and there are two guys who have just barely higher high-end outcomes Dan Cooper, and I think there are reasons to like them both, especially because they're less expensive. Call them those two guys, Robert Woods and Christian Kirk. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to mention before we get into Woods and Kirk, sorry, is when we talk about running backs in the dead zone, something we often talk about is like the perceived target volume. You kind of mentioned it in the intro there, but the conversation with these guys that were looking to fade as well and the likes of Thielen and Cooper is the perception is there that they are going to get these targets, but the, the problem is is that the perception will probably not end up being the reality. But the other part of that then is the fact that with somebody like Cooper, with the quarterback situation, people are still on him. And uh, I think that's going to land them into some problems. So Woods, when you pull this up, Cooper, in terms of PPR, with the range of outcomes, is averaging 12.6 points per game as the expectations here. And his current wide receiver ADP is wide receiver 35. The other two guys that you mentioned in Woods and Christian Kirk, they're going wide receiver 44 to Woods and wide receiver 41 to Christian Kirk. Woods actually comes out better in this with 12.8 PPR. And then we have 
Christian Kirk with 12.2. I think one thing that has hurt Christian Kirk a lot in this situation is the fact that he got the big contract to start the offseason. That kind of put me off him at that point based on I thought that, that he would lead into the Amari Cooper situation where people were hyping him a little bit. That obviously hasn't happened at all with Christian Kirk. So I'm starting to lean back into that camp, but I'm not all the way back in. We'll see, Sean, you may be able to convince me otherwise as we go through this robert woods though he's in a similar situation to amari cooper where he has changed teams and that obviously sets him up for that challenge but he also will see the vacated targets of aj brown the player that i want to mention in this as well that i think that is getting vastly overlooked is ryan Tannehill. you talk about the quarterback quality and that he struggled a little bit uh, in 2021 and that would lead to fantasy managers maybe stepping off him this season but i still think that a few of the drafts we've done recently he is just going astronomically low can okay, in that qb maybe 26 to 32 range which i don't think he should be anywhere near that point but i do think that the quarterback play that robert woods is getting with ryan Tannehill is going to be more optimal than the majority of the quarterback play we're going to see this season in cleveland and even when deshaun watson comes back into that situation he hasn't played in two years it's going to be a little bit of a challenge there i'm sure also so robert woods is somebody who has really intrigued me over the last probably month or so and it is a situation now where i'm drafting ryan Tannehill, but i'm also looking to see what pieces i can get in that offense being uh, trail on works and robert woods and it's usually a case of whichever of those wide receivers last to get back to me that selection i'm i'm picking up both of those guys i, I would still have a clear edge and and the range of outcomes too is given the advantage also to robert woods but would you have a clear edge between Robert Woods over Christian Kirk? And then, obviously, Amari Cooper is fair and slightly better in the range of outcomes versus Christian Kirk. How close do you have those two guys at this point? Yeah, Cooper looks better on the low and median outcomes than Kirk, but Kirk has the better high outcome. I think that's what you're looking for there as the ascending receiver or kind of plateauing receiver as opposed to declining receiver i think that you have to be interested both in that part of it and the fact that kirk is the player within this group who's going to a qb who could break out larry andrews in his age and career trajectory articles notes that first round qbs have a very high second year breakout rate which would obviously be fantastic for trevor lawrence believer since he was terrible last year and you pull him up in the similarity search feature in the Rotoviz screener. The names there are not pretty, but he's been reported to have had a very solid and encouraging camp and that Kirk and Zay Jones have been big pieces for him. Zay Jones, someone who tends to not get a ton of credit and isn't a star alpha receiver who's going to, in and of himself, vastly raise the level of a QB. But it can help to have those good role players. He has that. But when we're looking at these two guys, with Robert Woods, you have Traylon Burks as the potential target competition. With Kirk, you have a few more names, but nobody who is going to become the number one ahead of him. With Amari Cooper, I think that drafters think there's no one. But in reality, even though they're drafted in very different places, David Bell has had a stronger offseason than Burks has had. And Bell is somebody else who had fantastic production in college, drew rave reviews early from the Cleveland coaching staff, and then he went through this long period of time where he wasn't healthy enough to practice. I think that has kept him at the very end of drafts and also sort of acted as 
a catalyst for Cooper's floor. If we were getting a lot more bell buzz, I don't think Cooper could still be going where he is. But with Cooper, one of the things that we're getting, again, is this sense of consistency and value. But Robert Woods, his numbers are crazy, right? He generated as many wide receiver one performances in nine games last season as Cooper did all year. Obviously, he had Matthew Stafford, but Cooper had Dak Prescott. Woods averaged 15.2 points per game last season in the previous two years where he had Jared Goff. So it doesn't get this Matthew Stafford bump. He averaged 15.4 points per game. I mean, Robert Woods is about as safe and consistent as you can possibly get from 2017 to 2020. He led cup in target share. I mean, you're talking about the guy who just had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons, if not the greatest in NFL history. And I mean, he couldn't take targets away from Robert Woods over the previous seasons. You mentioned Ryan Tannehill. He was basically playing with nobody last year, right? He has the bad playoff game. People want to get rid of him because of that. And because he's not this crazy talent, any team that watches Tom Brady go in and do what he did for the Buccaneers, watches Matthew Stafford go in and do what he did for the Rams. And then you look at Ryan Tannehill and you're thinking, well, I mean, who's our guy to come do this for the Titans? But there are only so many of those players. It doesn't mean that your starter isn't actually still above average. 2019, 2020, very different seasons. His guys a little bit more healthy. And Ryan Tannehill was number two in the entire NFL across those two seasons in passing fantasy points over expectation. Number one was Patrick Mahomes. Number three was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is a guy that you can put up numbers with. Now, uh, I think that overstates how good he is. But as you were pointing out, to have him going where he is in drafts. And Colin, yesterday, I took Marcus Mariota above him at the end of a draft. So, I mean, I'm taking other players ahead of him too. Even though, I mean, you could argue that those two long strikes that Mariota completed on Monday night football, both could have been touchdowns if he had just gotten rid of the ball a little bit earlier. That maybe if that's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen, that you know, you're looking at long scores as opposed to just big plays. But Mariota has looked pretty good. That team had both Kyle Pitts and Drake London. So that was the reason for it. But again, we're, we're taking guys who you know, may only be QB through the first six weeks over a player who is pretty well established. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. 
loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, no, I, I think Tannehill's vastly un, underrated. And then when we look at, you mentioned some of the competition, but even if we go to like Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, he's getting relatively highly drafted as a tight end. You know, it's not in the elite tier, but he's in that kind of Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, as Mike Kosicki continues to plummet. He's in that that kind of range of tight end uh, and around Noah Fant and things like that. So when we are looking at the target competition, I think it's it's a lot tougher than people are expecting in Cleveland. And I feel like, I know, obviously, the, the dead zone is far running backs, but we've talked more this year about potential dead zone wide receivers, for example, and it feels like Cooper is, is primarily in that. It feels like Robert Woods then has just been overlooked. Kind of, He's no longer the attractive name. The, the flash maybe isn't there, but the substance will be the important part at the end of the season. I feel like Robert Woods certainly has that substance. The other one that is Christian Kirk, and I did touch on the kind of... I guess the opinion that he is overpaid and that usually leads to I think people thinking that because he's overpaid he should be getting all the work down in in Jacksonville as well but in this situation there is quite a a scramble depth chart down in Jacksonville there's a lot of question marks obviously around uh, Trevor Lawrence but I think it's a safe not a safe bet but it's a good bet to take for the upside but I would be shocked in that situation if Christian Kirk isn't the highest targeted wide receiver on that roster. And I know I'm talking about projected volume, but do you think that Kirk is the clear head and shoulders wide receiver one there in Jacksonville? I do. And the reports out of Jacksonville have suggested that number one, that's the case. And number two, he's looked good. Now it's hard to be very buzzy when you're on the Jacksonville Jaguars. People just don't really care about that team. And they don't care about it because it's really hard to see a lot of league winning seasons for fantasy coming out of it. If there is interest in it, it's mostly surrounding the situation there at running back where you have James Robinson and Travis Etienne. When we look at these receivers and you look at what Kirk did last season, he has a type of profile that's very similar to Emmanuel Sanders. Blair covered his free agent signing points out that his profile is almost identical to Sanders when he went from Pittsburgh to Denver. Now, obviously, Christian Kirk is not going to have Peyton Manning throwing to him like Sanders did. But Kirk actually ranked number eight last year in fantasy points over expectation. That was one slot ahead of Justin Jefferson. We know how explosive and efficient Jefferson was. He only scored the five touchdowns, but he averaged 9.6 yards per target. That's ahead of players like Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, and... You know, you have all of this emphasis these days on yards per route. That's not necessarily undeserved. But when we're thinking about how you get there, you need to be targeted on a high percent of your routes. And then you need to have a strong yards per target to put those two together. He was also targeted on a higher percentage of his routes than Mike Evans. And that you put those two things together. He has more yards per route run. Now, again, we don't want to turn every show into kind of disbelief at where mike evans is going in drafts but again i mean you you do have this situation in which i mean it's it would be absurd to say that christian kirk is somehow a discount play on mike evans but when you're looking at how these situations break down you look at the fact that it's at least possible that trevor lawrence will take this big jump and be more similar to Tom Brady than any of the prices indicate. 
Christian Kirk's not going to have the same target competition that Mike Evans has with Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. So uh, while he's probably also not going to have the upside for a 15 touchdown season that Evans could have, you know, we wouldn't be surprised to see him have better yards per route again this year. And so that set, sets him up again. We talk about a decent floor play, but then the other element with that, with him being a little bit in a different point of his career than some of these older veterans, the range of outcomes tool, when you look at his closest matches, there is more optimism and more room for a move to the upside. Whereas when you're looking at guys like Woods and Amari Cooper, I mean, you're desperately hoping that they can maintain some of what they've done in the past. The most likely scenario is that they lose value and they're both priced as though they'll lose some value. But Kirk does offer a little bit of that contrast. And I think that when we're talking about a player like Alan Lazard, he's someone else I kind of mentioned in the intro. <laughs> I, I just really jumped back and forth on my thoughts on Lazard from feeling like he's wildly overvalued to thinking, you know, maybe you should get some exposure. Basically, based on what Aaron Rodgers has said the previous day, and that's probably not the right way to look at it. One of the things that I do encourage people to do is not get so caught up in the most recent reports that you're just constantly chasing ADPs and paying the trendy prices on players as opposed to actually looking at their overall profiles and you know taking more of an evidence-based as opposed to a buzz-based approach to your drafting. At the same time, we do know that what Aaron Rodgers decides in terms of how that Green Bay Packers offense is going to run is going to be a pretty big deal. I don't think that we have those same questions about Christian Kirk. Again, I mean, you're looking at it and saying the upside isn't there because they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And even if Zay Jones and Marvin Jones aren't big-time players, that's still more competition than Alan Lazard may have if it's him and nobody. But... I, as we look at what Romeo Dobbs has done and how that Packers offense could evolve as well, I mean, Alan Lazard is, at, on the one hand, a fantastic play. He's somebody that we didn't understand why he went undrafted to start with. He was good in college. He's a freak score star. He's one of these guys who's big and athletic. I mean, those are the players that you want in reality football and in fantasy football. And yet, I mean, you've mentioned these dynamics of the dead zone and how looking at week one can be very misleading. I mean, there's some Mike Davis to Alan Lazard's profile as well. And we're taking somebody who's never really done it and just saying, well, there's nobody else. And he's got Aaron Rodgers. He's going to blow up. There are some cheaper ways to play it. And I don't mean Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. Yeah. So, and I was going to make the comparison. Like I, I really hope that Lazard has a, a fantastic season. That's great for me as a Packers fan, but realistically you had on the other players that are there as well. And Watkins and Cobb, all those guys are going to have touchdowns in some games this season. If they are on the roster, obviously Cobb and Lazard are fully going to be there. I'm still questioning Sammy Watkins, but they're going to have games where there's a couple of scores here, but you know, it's one touchdown and 25 yards and two receptions. It's not going to get into your best ball lineup. So it's not what you want to be targeting. It's not going to be a safe thing in your redraft leagues either. And that's where I feel that Lazard is, is sitting firmly. And it's a little bit tricky because he came in, obviously undrafted, goes to the Jags, then ends up with the Packers. And, you know, it's a feel good story. You want to root for him, but then obviously where his ADP is going, makes us want to not draft him. Similarly, when Christian Kirk comes into the league, very big fans of his profile coming out of college and have him on a huge amount of dynasty rosters but then it kind of takes a little bit of time to develop works pretty well last year felt like he maybe underachieved even with what he did last year then he gets this 
huge contract and you're like well yeah what do we do with christian kirk now that he's ended up in jacksonville but i do think that he is a very interesting player to target and when we look at the adps kind of similar situations on both underdog and the ffpc we have amari cooper going first out of these guys then we have alan lazard then we have christian kirk then we have robert woods you're getting quite a discount here on robert woods and christian kirk versus the other two who are pretty much neck and neck but the the discount particularly on underdog between the rest of the field and robert woods is quite significant so i would be i i sean christian kirk is somebody who i may edge and, and get some more of and drafts here over the coming weeks but robert woods has been somebody that i've been drafting a huge amount more of over the, the last three weeks and his adp is pretty much out of control i think well and you mentioned drafting a lot more of him we can look at this from the perspective of okay well we just said don't get so caught up in the news remember that those rookie receivers are really going to take off over the second half of the season but as you kind of game out the different scenarios that could occur in tennessee even if burks really blows up in the second half that doesn't have to take robert woods out of the equation right i mean it can be those two guys you could make the argument that if burke starts to play well it'll actually help free woods up from some defensive attention a little bit it's not that they have absolutely no one else on that team but it is a very weak overall depth chart you would expect the volume to flow through those two players and so from a woods perspective you have this possibility that he sets career highs in target share and just has a huge amount of volume but then there are also possibilities that i mean maybe that part of it doesn't work out but burke's coming back through then frees him up he can be more efficient what you're looking for is you're looking for players to where their situations you can play in a in multiple different ways and still come out ahead and that all of those different ways of playing it are underpriced And I think that's what we're getting from Robert Woods. I don't want to give the impression that I'm drafting a ton of Robert Woods either because I'm not. He still doesn't quite fit what I like to do in my drafts. But uh, again, we have listeners who don't play it exactly that same way. And we want to make the point that Woods is a guy who could be a value play for you if you're looking for those types of performers in your draft. Make sure you just don't slide by Woods. I mean, the prices don't make sense compared to what we're getting from similar and even lower quality veteran players yeah and even if we look back to may and obviously we have the Devonte adams situation and things like that but robert Woodrow is going second out of these four players in may he's now going fourth and he is he's continued to dip they've continued to rise uh sean the next challenge i have is in our next draft we're going to try and get some robert woods onto that roster we'll see what what we can do but yeah i'm i'm leaving a lot of drafts with either trail on or robert woods and we're going to try and do that in some ot drafts coming up here but that article is up on the website it will be linked in today's show notes i would highly recommend and go over and check that out the amount of content sean mentioned at the start of the show that is going up on the website the team is doing an absolutely fantastic job the content is as good as you're going to get anywhere in the fantasy football industry so i will give another plug for the discount code it is rv radio 2022 you can add that while checking out on rotaviz.com while getting a one-year subscription and that will save you 10 percent off that subscription as well so don't miss out sign up this week next week it is the absolute prime time for content on rotaviz.com so do check that out make sure you are subscribed to the rotaviz overtime podcast feed get all that content once it comes out we will be ramping up more and more content over the next two to three weeks 
But until we're back, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Obviously, check out all of Sean's work. He teased it at the start. The Zero RV list may be up on rotaviz.com while you are listening to the show. You want to check that out. You're going to want to read that. It's going to help you. Uh, and until we are back on Saturday, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.